Welcome teacher sellers to the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Angie and April are two full-time teachers pay teacher sellers who chat with each other daily about their businesses. They're opening up their conversations to help you grow your teacher store. Are you ready to listen in? Here we go. Hey, teacher sellers. Today, Angie and I are talking about outsourcing work to other people to help free up time to do the important stuff. We will have all the resources mentioned in this episode at growwiththispodcast.com slash episode 14, as well as a summary of what we talked about today. Hey, Angie, how's it going? Going pretty good over here. How about you? Pretty good. Got a little extra time this week since I've been outsourcing some stuff, so I'm excited to talk about that. Yes, it definitely helps so much. Yeah. So I guess I started outsourcing maybe a couple of years ago. I don't know. I think I've always had it. Well, not always, but had an editor for a while, but I don't really consider that outsourcing as much as I do some other things. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I don't think of that as outsourcing as much either because you sort of just need someone else to look at. I feel like that's part of the business. Like we really need someone else to take a glance at that, that it's not optional for us to not do that. Yeah. And I don't think it really necessarily takes anything off my plate since I've already checked it, you know, four or five times. And before, you know, I always use like, I use my husband or like a friend or I know, I remember like forever ago, people used to just post on their Facebook page, like, Hey, I need a fourth grade teacher to look at this resource and you can have it for free if you edit it for me. (laughs) Yes. I used to do that too, but it was always such a hassle because I bet 50% of the time that I just want to get it back from them or it would take way too long. I was takes forever. better to pay somebody to do it. Yeah. So I feel like that's more like an add-on or a job that you have to have. And to me, outsourcing is taking something that I normally do and giving it to somebody else who maybe will do it better. Yes. Or just get it done because sometimes I don't do it. And <laughs> I'm like, I might all. as well pay someone to do it because I'm not doing it. Right. I feel like there are some cons to it, but there are more pros. Like, first of all, it can free up time. Yes. So if, if there's like a project that I'm really working on, because there's, there's so many things that we have to do as TBT sellers that we didn't have to do before. And so being able to outsource some of those things lets you get back to product creation, which I, there was a point about a year ago where I felt like I wasn't creating any products because I was trying to keep up on like all my social media and just all of the things that we have to do now. And I wasn't. And I felt like I my store wasn't really growing because I wasn't able to like write blog posts and do pro- new products. So that's kind of a benefit of it, especially if you're teaching full time still. Exactly. We're always talking about how we need more time and how to manage our time. Outsourcing is definitely helps with that because just freeing up extra time. And usually like the pro for me is that a lot of times it's the things that I don't enjoy doing. Like I enjoy making resources. (laughs) Procrastinate on them. (laughs) Yeah. I enjoy making my resources. I enjoy doing certain things with the business, like photography and everything else. But then there's some things that I just can't stand doing or that have been sitting there for so long because I'm pretending they don't exist. And that it's better to just pay someone to do it and then it gets done. Yeah. And it's amazing how you can create a workflow when you're outsourcing. Like, for example, one of the things I'm doing now is I am making these grammar resources, but I have a lot of people helping me with them. So like I'm able to 
create the template for the product and like send it out to a person who helps me come up with questions for the worksheets. And then I get it back and we discuss the questions. I kind of put some touches on it and then I send it to my editor who like looks at it and says, okay, this doesn't really match that standard or this is like a grammatical error or whatever. And then once I get it back, I put the final touches on it and then I send it to a photographer who, you know, prints colors, makes everything look nice and then takes pictures of it. And I'm able to basically get a whole resource done in less than half the time because I have all these people who are really good at certain things helping me. Yeah. And you could just piece them all together then and make them what you want and you get the final say on everything, but just totally like sitting there sometimes just thinking of the questions or kind of trying to come up with ideas for more problems. Like I was working on this huge math resource and coming up with word problems for every day for 180 days, you know, it just kind of got to me after a while. Oh my gosh. And you know better than anyone, I made that resource drag out forever because I was just so <laughs> sick of it Yeah, that I probably, if I could have hired someone to write the word problems for me and I could just plug them in, that would have sped it up so much because I, it probably, they could have done it in half the time I was doing it in because I was just dragging my feet. Right. Especially when you have other things to do right. too. Like you have to do the teacher directions. You have to come up with the template. You have to plug everything and you have to do the answer keys. Then you have to make a preview for it, make all the images. Like that makes things kind of overwhelming. Cause by the time you get to uploading, you're like, yeah, I'm done with this resource. And then you just upload it. Like you just don't even work very hard on the preview or the cover photos. Cause you're just done. Yeah. <laughs> like you just want to get it uploaded fast. And that's not a good thing. Like having help along the way is, is really nice. And I I feel like it's really helping me be consistent too, because, you know, each person who works with me on this project, they know like person number one will get the first part Tuesday, person number two gets it Thursday, person number three gets it Friday. And so I have to make sure that I am following my timeline so I can get it to them so that they can get it done in their time and get it to the next person. So basically that, you know, pressures me into staying on time and on task but also makes it so that every like every week we have this process and things actually get done. And it's amazing. And I've never been so, I don't know, so good at like getting resources out every week until I started like- I know, I've been watching you. You're like plugging away and getting those resources out. Yeah, well, I feel like if I don't get it to them in time, that it's a, you know, a failure on my part and, you know, they need to get paid. So then I feel pressure and then it, inspires me to get things done. <laughs> but like even with with a normal resource where I do all the product creation myself, there are still some things that I'm not good at. Like you said you really love doing like product photography, but I always felt like I didn't do very good with the product photography. Like I feel like I could do a good cover photo, but I just would look at other people's photos and I just couldn't make them look nice and clear. Even even following everybody's tips, yeah. like I just couldn't do it. I just don't have the eye for it or the patience. And so being able to outsource that has been really freeing because I feel really proud of my pictures when I look at them and I and then I can take all the images and like resize them for Pinterest, Instagram, throw them on a cover. Exactly. 
use those images in so many different things. So paying someone to make them really nice and then you can use them in all those things is totally worth it. Yeah. And it's seriously like I, I used to redo my product photos like every six months because I wouldn't be happy with them. But now I get my product photos back and I feel really good about them. And I don't think I'll ever redo them. I might redo a cover, but I feel like the photos are really nice. And two, like it's been nice because I have a new photographer, but you know, I had a photographer before and both of them are local photographers who they're just, you know, they're not the photographers that charge like $600 for a session and do weddings and all that stuff. They're just like moms who are good at taking pictures and they have a small business. And so it's been really nice to like pay someone money to do something that they love that I don't want to do. <laughs> right. And there, that's definitely pro to outsourcing is, you know, somebody's better at it than you are, then that's a pro and you can get that done because, you know, we're not good at everything. And, you know, if, if you're stressing about how it looks because you did it and you're redoing it five times, think of all that time that you're losing. And now you just send it out and you're happy with it and that's it. And that's all the time you have to invest in it. And that makes it way less stressful. Yeah. Like yesterday I finished a resource and my photographer had gotten me all the pictures back for it. And so in an hour, I made the pin for Pinterest. I made the Facebook ad. I scheduled the Facebook ad. I made the email to my list because I'm just able to like log into Canva. I have templates for all of those things. I just dragged and dropped her photos in, changed a couple of words. Oh, and I made the cover photos and uploaded the resources. <laughs> like I did all that in an yeah, hour because that. <laughs> because that is the that takes me the longest time is taking the photos because I, you know, all the setup and then being critical of it myself. So like once I got the photos, I was able to get so much done and it's really nice. I'm not sure what I'll do if I ever have to go back to taking it myself, but you know, when I lost my last photographer, it was like the end of the world. <laughs> she was amazing because she like took so much off my plate doing this for me, but then she got a teaching job. <laughs> and, but my new photographer is awesome and it didn't take me very long to train her. So I'm happy. And this is like the only way I can survive is to have a photographer. All the other jobs, the other things that outsource, like they're important to you, but that's the most important one for me. Oh, that's definite. I think images are critical and you have to have a good image to share on Facebook, Instagram, use on your pins because there's just so much awesome stuff out there and you got to make your stuff stand out and you have to have a good image. I, I don't think it's optional anymore. No, it definitely isn't. And some people are so good at doing it themselves. Like I, I know I, I can think of a, a list of people. You're, you're one on the list that I just, every time they post something on Instagram, I'm like, wow, that looks so great. No, I just not, that's just not my thing. And that's okay. Like now that I outsource it, I feel, I feel good about it. But you started outsourcing like a couple of things recently that really saved you time. I started outsourcing a little more recently. Like I've always done the editor thing and I've tried some other things, but they haven't been successful. So for a long time, I just wasn't outsourcing because I just didn't have good success with it. And then I started, you kept talking about Upwork and I finally went on there and I wanted to get the answer keys done for my 180 page math <laughs> um, resources. And I had two grade levels done. So that was 360 pages. And the thought of making the answer keys for those were just like dreadful for me. And, yeah, I couldn't do it. And so I went on Upwork and I posted like exactly what it was and what I was looking for. And, you know, I had all these people, you know, people that 
tutor math or people that teach math and all these different people apply for it. And I could look through them all and kind of figure out which one sounded best. And she finished them in two days. And I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is so amazing. Because if I would have done it, I would have drugged my feet for two months probably because I just was not feeling it. Especially when you've done the whole resource, like to go, to have to go in and do the answer keys is a nightmare. And it's nice because you can, you know, you can send them the answer key template. And really I found people on Upwork, as long as you give really detailed directions, which sometimes I do, like I take a video of how I do it for them and they watch the video, they're able to like put it exactly like in PowerPoint, in the font that you want, in the format that you want so that you can just plug it straight into your resource. Like that. Right. And that's a really good point because I was, it was my first time kind of using Upwork. And, you know, I I did learn some stuff along the way. I just sent her a PDF and she kind of just put her own text boxes in and, and it just wasn't formatted the way that I wanted. So I still had to go back and format all of the answers. So had I thought about it prior, I would have definitely, you know, added that first set of text boxes, show her in a video like that showed her what I exactly how I wanted it. So I wouldn't have, I could have skipped that second step completely. You know, if I would have just had her plug it right into my PowerPoint and be done with it. Right. Then you could just paste it into the resource. And yes, that was a big mistake, but still saved me tons of time by hiring her. I didn't have to sit there with my scratch paper and check all the answers, but. But when you get your next one done, that's going to be amazing because you can set her up exactly how you want to do it. It took me a while too, to figure that out. Cause like, I felt like I, that I had these skills that they didn't have. So I couldn't trust them to do, to do things like that. But, but it's, you know, and if you search on Upwork, there are a lot of people who are teachers or tutors, like you said, but I always say now, now that I've learned, I always say, you know, they must be proficient with PowerPoint. And then I send them a template. I always tell them exactly what font to use. And so if the template uses fonts, it has to be somebody who knows how to use fonts. And you'd be surprised how many people on there, especially the ones who are teachers and tutors are pretty familiar with, you know, adding a font using PowerPoint formatting stuff. And like, I get things back now that I'm really impressed with that I think are better than what I could have even done. But it does take time to get used to like letting go and giving all your trust to somebody to do something like that. And that's the hardest part for me, too. It's like, I think that, you know, nobody's going to do it the way that I do it. So I have to do that part. You know, that's the reason I didn't think to even show her beforehand, because I was like, you know what, I'm going to just plug it in then. And I'll do it myself because I know that I'll, I'll do it the way that I want it. And, right. and a quick, a quick five minutes, I could have made a video showing her how I wanted it. And exactly that would have saved me hours of having to plug it in. So, but now that you have her, you can do that for the next one. And that'll be, that'll be great. That'll yes. save you even more time. So I know people are going to ask this, do you pay per project or per hour? How are you paying for something like that? I have tried different ways per hour. I always feel like, I don't know, that they're going to like slack off or something. So what I did for this particular resource is I kind of just completed five pages by myself. And then I figured out how long it took me for five pages. And then I divided that by five for to get an average of, you know, how much it would take, how much time it would take to do the whole thing. And then I got my amount from there. Like I figured in an hourly pay for that. And then, you know, she got it back really quick. I gave her a little bit of a bonus, you know, so it's just 
was super awesome. And I would totally do it again though. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to figure it out. And when I like working with the photographer and working with my editor, I've always made sure that they get like 20 to $30 an hour, you know, like kind of to me, like here that's teacher pay, which yeah. some people are probably gasping, but that's which like what we yeah. make hourly. So depending on the task, like editing, I pay per page, I pay 40 cents a page. But if it's something that's like really tedious, then I would like, it has a lot to look through. I would definitely pay more, but that's kind of the thing is you have a relationship with these people where you can talk back and forth and make sure it's worth their time. Cause you know, like if it's not worth their time, they're not going to get it back quickly. They're not going to keep working for you very well. Like recently my photographer started taking, like she takes one photo of a poster that she colors in and she does all that stuff. And before was creating the poster herself, but now I'm printing it for her. And then she just colors it in. She's like, well, I think I should only charge you $10 for this because now I'm not doing the whole poster. But I thought about it for a couple of days and then I'd let her know, like, you're still coloring it. You're still setting it up and you're still taking the photo. It probably takes you about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Like $10 isn't really enough for that. Right. Exactly. I want to keep, because she does a great job, I want to keep her with me. Yes. And that's the thing I found when I'm, because she's local. My editor is was a teacher I used to work with. She's not local anymore, but I know her personally. But I have like three people I work with on Upwork. But I've noticed when hiring people on Upwork that going for the person who charges the least is yeah, not, that's not good. Yeah. Not always the best. So I I've actually had to fire. <laughs> and by fire, I mean very nicely say that I'm I'm don't need their services anymore because I have a really hard time telling people, like I'll tell them, like, here's how I want you to improve. And then if they don't improve, then you know. I end the relationship, but I can't be like, you know, you sucked, you're fired. Like, you know, I just, right. I mean, it makes I, me so nervous to have to yes. let someone go, but it's just like, oh my God, it's the worst. If we're not vibing with the way that I am and like, I'm not seeing the results that I'd like to see, it right. just gives me more stress and anxiety, not having things done and having to go back than it would be just to be like, okay, this isn't the right person for me. Well, it might be the right person for plenty of other people, but it's not right for me. And I'm going to try to find someone else. And now the more that I've been doing it, the more I realize that you can find that really good person. And when you do find them, you want to hold on to them for dear yes. life and you want right. to make them happy and, you know, like you never I, want them to leave. <laughs> yeah. Never let them go. But yeah. So then you don't have to find someone again, but I definitely think that's important. I think a lot of people have tried to outsource certain things and then had bad luck with it, like whether it's on Upwork or with somebody that they found on a Facebook group. And I think it just takes persistence because I have had a lot of situations where I've tried to hire someone for something and then it just took more work on my part. And it wasn't how I imagined it going in my mind. And I had to realize that it wasn't necessarily I mean, it might've been partially me and my expectations, but that this person wasn't really meeting those expectations and that I needed to, to find a new person. And a lot of times I just gave up and did it myself. But then like when I finally was like, okay, I don't have time for this. And I went back and actually found the right person for it. Then I was like, oh, I should have done this a long time ago instead of giving up. And so it is hard to say like goodbye. And I I always like to give people like three or four or five or 20 chances, which is bad. 
It's very bad. It is bad, but I like to give them some chances because especially in the beginning of a working relationship, you know, they really don't know what to expect from you and you don't know what to expect from them. And I try to be super clear and communicate and, you know, check in and be open about what is working for me and what isn't working for me. And if I just am not feeling that back, like, and it's not working out, then that just has to be, you know, I do give a lot of chances, but once I'm done, I'm done. And then I try to just find someone else or I end up doing stuff myself. Yeah. And it sometimes when you first start working with someone, you get something back and you're like, oh, that's really not what I expected. And then you let them know and they fix it. Right. If they're trainable, that's that's really awesome. Yeah, that's perfect. But then sometimes it doesn't matter how many directions you send, you still keep getting stuff back that's not quality. And that's when you know you have to let them go and find somebody else. And I have had great experiences on Upwork and I've had horrible experiences on Upwork and the same with finding people in Facebook groups. You know, sometimes you find somebody who is like highly recommended in a Facebook group, but they just have too many clients or it's just not, they just don't do it the way that you do it. And sometimes too, like people recommend someone because they're taking something off their plates, but they're not really paying attention to what the person's doing. Right. I think it's really important to also understand what you're hiring that person to do. Like, I would be scared to outsource like my Facebook ads or anything that like that, especially if you're someone that if you don't understand Facebook ads at all and you're hiring someone like they're not as careful as you are with your own money. And I'm very anal about my Facebook ads and I'm glad that I took the time to learn about them because if I did want to have someone help me, I'd be able to, to tell if what they're doing was helping or hurting or if they were just wasting my money or whatever just feel like you have to have a certain amount of knowledge about whatever you're hiring out too, so that you know that they're doing a good or bad job and whether you should keep them or not. Definitely. I think you should already know, you know, you should already have done it yourself before you outsource it. Like the photography thing, I've already done it for myself for three years. I was able to hand the photographer the background, the completed product. I was able to tell her exactly how I wanted it shots because I knew exactly how to format it to have it fit on the cover perfectly. Like, why wouldn't you do the same thing with an ad? Like in order for you to look at your ad dashboard and know what's happening, you need to have created your own ads. I personally could never outsource any of my advertising because it is spending a lot of money. (laughs) Whereas like with photography or something, I get the images back. If I'm not happy, she redoes them. If I'm happy, I have great images. I use them whenever. If I run a Facebook ad or promoted pin, or if somebody runs it for me, and I'm not happy with the results, I don't get that money back. And I don't, I can't get it redone without having to spend more money. So that's scary. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I, I personally would never outsource either is my no. ads and all of that. Like, but I've outsourced other things as well, like writing passages, you know, that. Yeah, writing is great. For me, I was held back from making a lot of Ella resources that I wanted to make because I just didn't feel like I was good enough of a writer to be able to write the passages. You know, I could come up with questions. I was great at, you know, figuring out what standards the students needed to learn and and coming up with questions for that. But, you know, writing the actual passages, that's something else I outsourced because I was like, someone else is a better writer than I am and they can do a much better job. So. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I was talking to somebody recently about this is like, 
I am not a great writer. I know I shouldn't say that since I wrote a book, <laughs> but like it was a real <laughs> struggle for me. And you should have seen all the editor's marks. It was not good. Um, but with writing, like you could go on Upwork and you could hire someone to write a passage for $10 and it's probably going to be the same level as what you do. Or you could go on Upwork and hire somebody to write a passage for $100 and get something really amazing. But that's a lot of investment. <laughs> So like if you're going to, you know, hire a writer, it needs to be a resource that you know is going to sell. And I always keep a spreadsheet like, and I don't think I make a resource anymore that doesn't at least cost me a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, you've, if I've got, have somebody writing passages for it and the past, you know, I put that in there, I have a photographer, I have an editor, I add all those up and then I figure out, you know, how much may I charge for it? How many do I have to sell in order to make it back? And in, at this point in my business, I kind of know like what's going to sell but you do have to invest in some of these things. So um, if you're like starting out, you can't really do that. You know, you kind of have to write those passages yourself. But I look back at the ones that I wrote myself and I'm like, wow, I wish I had the money to hire somebody for that. <laughs> yeah, I never wrote any, pa- like the most I wrote myself was just little um, task card passages, like little paragraphs. Oh, yeah. Like even those, I would stare at them forever. Like, okay, I have no idea what to write here. Like, yeah, I maybe did a few, but they were not great. They're okay, but they're not like, you know, when you look at these textbook companies, like they're really hiring real writers. Right. So if we're competing with them, I know not all of our resources need to be at that professional level, but it just like with the photography, like if you want to be competitive, you have to have really good quality stuff. And that doesn't mean you can't write it. Some people on TPT are awesome passage writers. I can think oh, of a yeah. few that, that have resources that are filled with passages and they're amazing, but it's just, again, not my thing. <laughs> but like, I won't outsource ads. I, I won't outsource actual product creation. Like to me, nobody can make it like I make it. Nobody knows my audience like I know it. Nobody knows kids like I know them. Like, I feel like that's something that I can't outsource, but I'll definitely outsource a passage or some que- some grammar questions, like things I really need help on that I just can't can't do myself with the limited time that I have. Exactly. So I think the last thing we had really on here to talk about, um, because I've heard a little buzz about this is, and some people aren't really aware is, is doing contracts with the people that you work with. So I don't know what you do. As far as my editor goes, I don't have a contract with her. I know I probably should, but like we've known each other for years, but my photographer, I have a contract that just states I can use the photos are now my property. I can use them for business. I have no limitations on them. Uh, once she sends them to me, they're mine. It also says how much I'm going to pay her for each project so that her and I are both, we both know exactly what the relationship is. But I think the contracts are really important if you have anybody writing passages for you. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. The passages like that, you know, they signed a contract that they're not copying from the internet, right. that they're not that that you own the passages then and you could do what you want with them, that they're not going to ever use that passage and sell it to anyone else. And also that you don't have to pay them like per download. Like when you sell a, re- like maybe you do yeah. have really, like if somebody really helped you make a resource, like you did a 50-50, then you would definitely have in the contract that they got paid, you know, per purchase. But if you're, they're just, you're just hiring them for like a passage in it, then you're paying them a flat fee and you put in the contract, like I'm playing, paying you a flat fee, but I'm not going to pay you like for each purchase, you know, like you would for a book or something, but it's just like a lot of things. And you can put it in there, like writer's contract, you can put it into Google, 
But it, it's just really important to like think about like what your relationship is and make sure you have a document signed between both of you for legal reasons. I've never had an issue with it, but um, this is something that I should have been doing a long time ago and didn't start until like last year. But I use HelloSign. So hellosign.com, which is a free membership if you only do a couple a month, but it lets you like put in the word document and then you put where you want names and signatures and you e-sign and they e-sign and then you can download or print the document and then you're good to go. It's super easy, but I use it now. I have a contract with everyone I work with. So I need to get more. I just started using the contracts more. Like I just hired a new editor and I had a contract with her and hers is pretty simple. Just like, okay, you're going to get it back to me within a week or, you know, uh, this is how much I'm going to pay you per page of editing. You know, it's a pretty simple one, but I can see that. I know I need to do that. <laughs> That's the only one I don't have. Yeah, depending on what it is, it's going to have to be more involved. Right. Well, maybe I'll get that contract from you. And if you need any contracts from me, let me know and I'll send you the wording I have. So, okay. So I've, I've gotten mine from other people who have helped me and then Google. <laughs> so Yeah, that's where I got um, mine, Google. Yeah. Well, this is good. Like, I feel like outsourcing has really helped us both, like, free up some time in our businesses, but also really improve on what we're doing because we're hiring people who are really good at stuff that we're exactly. maybe not good at. Mostly that's me, but... <laughs> But this has been good. I'm excited. Our next episode, we will have a guest. So that's exciting. So everyone stay tuned for a couple weeks. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good rest of your day, Angie. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for the Grow with Angie and April podcast. Make sure to rate and review so that this podcast can continue to reach teacherpreneurs around the globe. You can find the show notes and more about your hosts at growwithuspodcast.com.